0: Except for that last Q&A episode. Yeah. Are you still as annoyed as that episode? Uh, or is it better because this is a fresh one?
1: No, I, I hate repeating myself. So that was really annoying. <laughs> and I hate summarizing things. Mm. I don't do that a lot, but I hate when it happens.
0: I hope that agitated, slightly agitated The Teeth catches on and the fans are like, man, we really like it when The Teeth kind of goes off. <laughs> so like, what kind of method actor are you? And like before episodes, we'll start like burning you with cigarettes and stuff. Just to get you to that right level of agitation. (laughs) It's not gonna get me
1: agitated.
0: (laughs) That wouldn't get you agitated?
1: No, it's gonna get a lot worse. someone's burning me with cigarettes, you know how painful that is? (laughs) Well, yeah, that's why. I mean, if you spill a cup of milk in front of me, I'd be like, God damn it! But if you start burning me with cigarettes, that's like... That's next level. Yeah, like that's gonna lead to a lot of awful things.
0: Okay. Well, maybe we won't do that.
1: <laughs> it's not phase one on pissing someone off, <laughs> burning them with cigarettes.
0: I guess it'd be a good like go to if you were like, I just need to get this person infuriated immediately.
1: You could simply throw water on their face. That's true. And that wouldn't like leave scars on their skin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I really want you to remember this, Latif. <sighs> Okay, this week is kind of an extension of the Q&A. We're going to talk about cameras.
1: Yeah. Because
0: a lot of people want to hear you talk about cameras. I don't get it. Neither do I.
1: Yeah. But I don't even
0: like talking about
1: cameras. I I mean, I kind
0: of get it. Because I I feel like the world of camera rentals and sales has overhyped the differences between cameras. And it's like, oh, you know... The, this one can do everything and that one can't and then that company will say ours can do everything Look how good it is compared to that piece of crap.
1: Yeah,
0: so it's very overblown. I think but I also don't know a whole bunch about it. So this way you're gonna talk about cameras for a while
1: Yeah, I guess I could chime in
0: so I guess like just off the top when people, when someone says what camera should I use? What's your immediate response? In
1: 2019 you could use any damn camera you want They're all very good. That's my answer.
0: Okay, even phones?
1: Yeah, you can even shoot on phones. Like, most of the newer cell phones shoot very high quality video. Check out
0: these results. I wasn't talking about you, Google. How'd you even get activated, you creepy Google? That was weird. I'm sorry, I totally cut you off. Continue.
1: Yeah, you can shoot video on cameras from your phones and a lot of iPhones shoot very nice video and stuff like that. Um, I guess you just have to think about where it's going at the end and let that kind of decide what camera you want to use. But for the most part, you could shoot on anything.
0: Okay, so let's let's take it from there. What are the, the differentiating factors between, like you said, where is it going? Do you mean like is this going YouTube, film festivals, do you have distribution, theatrical? What are the big dividing lines?
1: Nowadays, not a lot. (laughs) This is
0: gonna be the antithesis of what people thought it was gonna be.
1: Well, that's the thing, like, everyone's gonna want, like, the perfect camera. And my answer is they're all perfect. They're so good now. They're all good. You can shoot on anything. You could go to the camera store, put a blindfold on, and pick a camera up, and you could shoot a film on that camera. That's how good they are now. Seriously, and they're just gonna keep getting better. So the whole, like, which camera should I buy debate is now irrelevant. (laughs) Um, And there are feature films with footage shot on iPhones in them all the time, and you don't even know it. Um, There's a whole film shot on an iPhone that that went into film festivals and all this other shit. And it's a very talented filmmaker, and that was the difference. He was a good filmmaker.
0: And that iPhone is, what are we on, iPhone 10 now? That was an iPhone 5.
1: Yeah, I think it was an older one. Yeah. I don't know exactly, but, you know, you you just have to be very careful when making that choice, like, based on a couple of things. Who's shooting it? Are you shooting it? Do you know how to use the camera? Are you an idiot? (laughs) If you are, then hire a DP. If you have a DP who kind of at least knows what he's doing, he can guide you through it. Um, If he's never shot on a cell phone, and you're like, I want to shoot a film on a cell phone because it's discreet and I could shoot anywhere I want then you just gotta get someone who kind of knows how to use a cell phone camera properly. Um, I don't want to give a lesson on how to use cameras here because that's not my job. If you are going to use a camera, you should learn how to use the camera. Every camera is a little different, but for the most part they all have the same basic functions. And if you learn those functions, then you can use any camera. It just takes a little bit of time to learn the specific things it does. Yeah. End episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Shortest episode ever, man. Uh, Yeah, you hear a lot of people that this question will get brought up and a lot of people will say exactly what you're saying. And then they follow it up by saying, your camera isn't your issue. What you really need to learn is lighting instead. Can you talk a little bit, a little bit about to that?
1: I'd say that's half the battle, because you have to light differently for different scenarios, um, and if you use a very, very high-end camera, it's a little more forgiving. Um, In which sense? You don't have to light to a T. You can have a little bit of give when you light um, because the camera captures so much detail that you can play around with it later on and get it to that sweet spot that you are looking for. But with an iPhone or a cell phone camera, they generally will kind of um, do a pretty good job, but you need to make sure that you're not underexposing things and stuff like that because a lot of times those cameras won't do as well in darker places Mm. because they don't have giant sensors. They're very small chips. Yep. Um, And you need to light um, generously as well Um, because, like, you will, for the most part, if you're using, like, regular um, uh, natural daylight, then it will look pretty good. But if you start doing stuff, like, at nighttime with an iPhone and stuff, you have to light it and you have to know at least how to light um, and that doesn't have to be this big complicated thing you just you it could all just be like oh I've got a Chinese lantern I'll put a bulb in it that will give me enough exposure and just put it in the right place and that could be it that's all you need sometimes but just knowing um, how to do that and when to assess when you need lighting is the big thing um, and there are numerous places you can learn about lighting Um, If you know anything about photography, that's going to be a huge bonus because that's a big part of doing um, studio photography is learning how to light. Um, You can watch other movies and try to replicate uh, a scene or a look from a movie simply by using your house lamp or desk lamps to do it um, with like a toy and try to model the same kind of lighting. Or if you have some LED lights, you could do it with a person. Um, but it's all about practice if you don't practice and don't use lights and don't kind of observe how light hits stuff sometimes then you will have no concept of lighting and some people actually have no concept of lighting they don't know what good lighting looks like they don't know how light is supposed to act um, in certain spaces and scenarios Um, and because of that they just shoot and things don't turn out as great as um, they would with like a professional cinematographer or someone who knows how to light Um, because there's that lack Of um, knowledge between where they are and where they want to be and you've got to do something to fill that gap and I'm not saying you have to learn these things but if you don't know them you need to get someone who can bring you there and that's what I think lighting is going to do but for the most part it's not the end of the world if you don't know how to light you can always find someone who can take that place for you
0: so you said that I asked People will often say you need to learn how to light instead of worrying about a camera. You said that's half of it, what's the other half?
1: You have to know like what the language of the camera is. Like how do you use the camera, do you know what different lenses do, do you understand um, what effect a lens will have on the thing you're shooting and where you place the camera Is their movement in the camera? So it's not just picking the camera. Because every camera is going to look slightly different. But they all do the same things in that you can move them. You can put different lenses on them. You can move them up and down and zoom and push and all that other stuff. Um, And with every camera, those options will always be available. Unless you're shooting on a giant stone camera that can't move. (laughs) (laughs) Which would be dumb. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But for the most part, those options are always available with every camera you choose. So do you know when to do those things? Do you know how to do them? Do you know why you do them? And are they always necessary? Um, So that's like the other question. Framing, movement, composition, and then lighting. And you put those two things together. That's kind of the basis of cinematography. Um, And again, there's other things there. Tone, um, atmosphere, How do these things play onto how you shoot something? Um, And I think you need to understand these things um, far before you choose a camera. Because when you get those things, it becomes almost obsolete what camera you use. Because you're gonna use those techniques with every camera that you get. But if you don't know that, then it doesn't matter what camera you use. The thing you you do is gonna be um, flat. It won't have any depth or any um, knowledge or understanding underneath it, because every thing you've done is based on what the camera is, and not on what the camera, um, and sorry, not on what the image is doing for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So let's take it back to if someone comes up to you and says, "What should I shoot on?" Mm-hmm. How would you? And like what would be your first question to find out what your answer would be like do you ask them what kind of like you're shooting a drama you're shooting a horror do you ask them where they're shooting do you ask them what kind of money they have like what's the deciding factors on that
1: no genre never no I don't, I don't think that's really a good point
0: <clears throat> even if you're shooting like something horror at night where you need a really good low light camera
1: most cameras are pretty good at shooting low light but even then I think you would want to like have an idea of how you're gonna do that like where are you shooting and all that other stuff but I wouldn't jump into a thing and ask what genre they're shooting because I don't think that really matters if you shoot a horror movie on an Alexa or a RED or a DSLR which there are examples of all of those it doesn't really matter Um, I think it's more about Stylistically, how are you planning to shoot? Are you going to do a lot of handheld stuff? Um, Do you want to be discreet? Are you going to do a lot of visual effects kind of things?
0: You'll need to shoot higher resolution?
1: Yeah, you want to shoot with a better camera because you want to have more detail in the images um, to kind of bend and stretch the image and add all those elements to it. But for the most part... Um, I think those would be some of the leading questions also what is your budget can you afford a nicer camera do you not have the money for a red or an Alexa or a Sony and if you don't maybe you should consider using a DSLR um, what kind of lenses do you want to use Do you want to use an anamorphic lens then you probably won't shoot on an iPhone <laughs> um, so I think uh, like, all these, all these things will kind of lead you to what camera you should use. So if I had to sit down with someone, uh, eventually I think we could get to something that I think would be suitable for them. Because um, we've had this conversation with another director that you interviewed on this podcast, too. And then, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then based on what she said, I made a recommendation for a camera tour um, that I thought would fit her um, project just based on what she needed. Um also do you need to record audio are you doing a documentary um and if that's the case you might want a camera that can record audio cuz you probably won't have a sound guy available all the time. so
0: not red
1: yeah well red cameras can record audio you just have to have like <laughs> uh, external like parts to throw onto it <laughs> mm. but for the most part they don't just record audio you need to have something to do that i think especially with what happened this year at the oscars which really It gave me so much, like, hope and kind of happiness in that, uh, you know, Alfonso Cuaron won the best director and also the best cinematographer for the same film, which made me super happy because, you know, ever since I started filmmaking, like, that has been my way of doing it. That's just how I work. I like to shoot and direct and be in it as much as I possibly can. So I like to have the camera and be shooting the thing, but also directing it. And to me, that's just the way I like to work. But it's also just feels like the most connected way for me to make a film is to really be there and not like watch the thing from like a TV, like a few, you know, feet away and not really paying attention to what's really happening in front of me. Um, And a lot of directors I really like work that way, but I understand it, I get it. It just feels like the right way to work, Um, which is why I feel like I understand so much about cameras and shooting and lighting, because that's how I like to work. Um, There's some great directors out there who don't know a lot about that, but they still make great films, but that's just because they have great collaborators. So I think it depends on how important it is to you to know that part of the filmmaking process. So two
0: questions come to mind. First, can you talk about lenses, mm-hmm. uh, the differences between them, why you choose one over another, and second, which might be easier to start with, when should you start talking? At what stage in development or pre-production should you start talking about what camera you're going to shoot on? If you you know if you had millions of dollars, and you could just choose whatever.
1: Uh, I guess lenses. You know, quickly we can, for the most part a lot of cinematographers will shoot on prime lenses and those are lenses with fixed focal lengths so you can't really zoom in and change um, change the barrel and change the shot size uh, and um, for the most part like people will shoot on a lot of cine lenses which, is, which are specifically um, for shooting on film um, a lot of those lenses will be declicked so when you rotate the aperture it doesn't click it's very smooth it's um, all kind of in one rotation you can change the aperture and also the focus gear on it is specifically designed to meet um, follow focus rings um, so these cine lenses are specifically for um, filmmakers to use and a lot of the times like the focus will be a lot more finite too sorry, a, a lot more um, the actual like turn will be a lot wider so you have more control have room? yeah more control on on actually pulling focus and and making those choices I shoot on stills lenses because cine lenses are very expensive and I don't have any
0: that is fair
1: um but for the most part on on more professional shoots they will have lenses like that and there are just a ton of different lenses um and you know for the most part, they kind of go from, like, I don't know, 14 all the way to, like, 120 for, like, a pretty general kit. Um, you mean dollars? No lens. I actually mean focal lengths. Like, okay. a 14 millimeter. I was going to say, that sounds cheap. 18. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this, this very $14 expensive. $14 lens.
0: <laughs> it's like, I can't
1: afford that. <laughs> I need to get Subway. Uh, yeah, but... Um, the wider lenses um, are generally going to be like 14, 18, 24, 28, kind of, and you get into the, kind of those mid made like portrait sizes lenses, which are like 35 to 50, 65, 80, whatever, and then you get the tighter lenses. And obviously, you want to use these lenses in different situations, um, but uh, it's it's really all up to you as a filmmaker. I wouldn't recommend shooting wide shots on 300mm lenses because you'd have to get pretty wide to (laughs) to see what you're shooting. Um, But, you know, I I think for the most part, you should kind of know what lenses you like and what you use. Um, I don't even go between that many different lenses when I shoot. Like, I tend to stick on an 18 and the highest I'll go is a 50. I don't really use lenses... um, outside that range that often unless it's for a special case but uh, everyone's going to have a different approach some people like to jump between five six different lenses on a project i've done some projects where we only used one or two lenses and a lot of directors will work that way some directors only shoot on one lens for a whole project uh, and it's all uh, depending on the aesthetic that you're going for and Uh, the reasons you make those choices but those reasons are yours alone and you have to figure out why you want to do it that way Um, so if you want to learn about all this stuff the easiest way to do it is to do it go grab a cheap camera um, off Craigslist and go grab a couple cheap lenses throw them on and go shoot some photos go figure out what works for you and what you don't like Um, that's the best way to do it
0: cool And uh, at what point in the process should you start thinking about what camera to shoot on?
1: Uh, I think for really like independent projects, you probably will think of that pretty early on, or at least when you're getting to that stage when you're um, getting crew together, Um, just because it'll probably have a a stake in your budget, stuff like that. But also just... uh, you know if you're really one of those independent guys kind of like me where you are going to shoot it then you probably already know what camera you want to do um shoot it on but if you don't know and you're kind of looking for a dp sometimes that will be your choice like whichever dp you hire might have a camera with them whatever they have might be the camera you end up using um so you just have to trust if that um person knows what they're doing and if they uh, think that they can get the job done with the camera they have because even then like the choice in camera is not always going to be up to you sometimes your dp might be like oh we got to do with this thing and you're like i don't even know what that is but you know if you um trust them yeah i mean you you should trust them but if you don't and you're like kind of unsure about all these things do some camera tests that's kind of the best way to get it out there um figure out uh, some things you want to try some interesting lighting or even just some simple um, stuff with actors and, and do some camera tests and then look at the footage and be like I like this I don't like this whatever and have that conversation um, but you know definitely know what you're getting into I think a lot of people will be kind of wooed by like oh we got a red camera we're shooting on that's the Alexa that's
0: question the stigma of cameras like why are so many people like, well, we need to shoot this on a RED. Is it the mental image of having, like, the newest, greatest camera? And why are so many people like... Oh, you... Don't shoot on DSLR, dude. Can you talk a little bit about those?
1: It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you shoot on. I think... There will be some people out there... And you might know these people. And you might work with some of these people who are just... They're dead set on shooting on the premier cameras in the industry. If you are not at the very top of the film industry chain, then you probably won't always have access to these big cameras. They're very expensive. And then after you shoot, they're very difficult to work with in post unless you have the tools to do it. And I don't always recommend using these giant cameras for your small projects. You can use smaller cameras that lend themselves to the style of filmmaking that you're doing. Um, And honestly, I I would recommend everyone to... Get a camera, be it a cheap one or something a little more expensive so you know how to use them.
0: Like just a DSLR kind of thing?
1: Yeah, that way you're not like a complete idiot when it comes to like talking about cameras with people. Because some cinematographer might meet you and be like, no, we got to shoot on the red. If you don't, it's going to look stupid. It's like, no, (laughs) I'm positive you could give me an iPhone or a DSLR and I will shoot something better with Than some guy with a red who doesn't know what he's doing, you know. I could guarantee that to you because I know how to shoot. And the guy with the red might be an idiot, but he has a red camera. Doesn't mean he's gonna um, end up giving you a good product.
0: It could just be a rich kid that bought a red.
1: Yeah. um, And I, I'm not attached to shooting on this one camera or the other. Um, I'm excited to shoot projects, and I think that's the end of it. Um doesn't matter what camera you give me, I'll shoot on it, if that's what the director's going for. I mean, I've shot some interesting stuff with cell phones that we've put into films, and I've mm. shot some interesting stuff with the red cameras that I don't even use in my reel, because I didn't like um, what it looked like afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what was the deciding factor between
0: this cell phone looked amazing and this red footage didn't look good enough to put in the reel?
1: Um... A lot of the times it will be the subject matter, like I I did like an experimental short film with a friend and I took a a cell phone and I put it on the windshield of a car Mm. and we went through a car wash and it recorded this crazy looking footage and then I took that footage and I multiplied it onto the screen and I kind of made this weird collage. It was, it was almost like a colorful Rorschach test that was kind of moving and stuff cool. and it, it was some of the coolest stuff I've ever shot but it was shot on a little cell phone um, and we put it into a, for, a short film and a lot of people thought it was like the coolest thing um, but they didn't know how I shot it and I told them I shot that on a cell phone and they are like oh that's so cool um, and there's some like stuff that um, I worked with a DP and he only shoots on RED cameras and all his stuff looks awful you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything yep. he shoots looks looks really cheesy and kind of not great, but he shoots it all on RED cameras. Mm-hmm. And he has all these cine lenses and all these lights, but...
0: It's his lighting choices that make it look poor, isn't it? And uh, subject matter as well.
1: Subject matter, lighting choices, but also what the camera's doing. All those things that I talked about, it's not great. And that being said, his stuff doesn't look great.
0: <laughs> and just for an example, like, to give you an, an idea of this guy. He has warehouses full of cameras and lights and toys and gimbals and jibs. He's got the works, and his stuff doesn't look good.
1: Yeah, so, like, don't be so caught up in what camera to shoot with. Like I said, everything shoots great nowadays. Every freaking camera out there. Um, and it doesn't cost you, like, $5,000. Like, there's new... um black magic uh, pocket camera that costs like two grand and it shoots amazing footage it's beautiful
0: what what was the little camera we used at the fair in this new movie
1: Uh, It was a sony a7s
0: and how much would that be
1: um i think that cameras you could get that used for like a grand now
0: Mm -hmm. and that so like we shot the entire movie on the sony fs5 yeah and the sony a7x had footage that you can't even tell no, they, they shoot,
1: they look exactly the same. It's, it's the same um, uh, brains for the camera, I think, for the most part. The day 7s has a bigger sensor, but they shoot in very similar profiles and they look indistinguishable from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so most cameras shoot exactly the same looking footage where it's very high quality and good, mm-hmm. and you can take it in different directions in post. But again, like it doesn't matter what camera you shoot on today. They're all good. Just pick one, but make sure you know what you're doing, because the camera will do what it does. Yeah. That's the great thing about the cameras. If you make garbage, the camera will capture garbage. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, um, I had another question in there too. Um, what was it? How would you recommend people respond to they're hiring a cinematographer? They got a guy. They like they get along with him, but he is one of those guys of we need to shoot on this red or this Alexa or whatever. And just how do you how do you deal with that?
1: Well, there's a lot of people out there, um, especially like newer cinematographers who have Cine Brain, and Cine Brain is where you've heard something somewhere and it gets baked into your head, and that's how you work from now on. And I think you've got to be wary of, like I've met tons of people like this, not just cinematographers, but just filmmakers, where a way of doing something has been baked into their system. Um, and I think you could do anything you want, any any way you want, all the time, forever. That's just how artists should be. <laughs> um, so if you have any kind of like, you've got to shoot on this, or you got to do it like that, and you tell them, I don't think it's that important. I honestly think we could shoot with a smaller camera that shoots just as well and get a good-looking film. If they don't agree with you, then you might just have to part ways with them. But if you really like them and you're like, well, I guess we could afford a red, Then, you know, it won't be that bad of a deal. But um, I've always kind of carried that spirit of you could do whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want to do it. And it doesn't really matter what anyone else really thinks as long as you know you can execute the thing that you're thinking of.
0: Can you talk a little bit more (coughs) to choosing a camera based on post-production? Because like you said, if you shoot on a red, (coughs) excuse me, those files are gigantic. So you're going to need a lot more power in post. Can you talk a little bit about that in making your decision on camera?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you are shooting a film and you want it to look great um, and you're also editing the film, how capable of you are uh, are you of handling the footage because the RED cameras will create very large files a lot of the times you'll shoot in 6K or 4K or whatever it might be and those are going to be very intensive files so if you don't plan on transcoding um, where you uh, convert the uh, raw footage into smaller um, smaller format for editing um, which would be a lot easier and you're just going to like take the footage you need to have a very powerful computer and um if you don't have access to these things then shooting on a red will be very difficult in post if you have an editor you have to make sure that they can handle it or at least that they know how to transcode the footage
0: what would make them be unable to handle it
1: having a shitty computer (laughs) um well for people that um, are
0: like well what's shitty what does that mean what is shitty to these files
1: well like to me, the simplest way to put it is if you cannot play the footage back on your computer, you probably can't use that computer for editing the footage. If you drop your um, footage into the editing program and it just lags and it's like stuck, then you can't use it. And you can always test that with a camera test maybe. Um, shoot something on the RED in, in the resolution you want to shoot in. Drop it into your program. Is it buttery and smooth? Can you manipulate it and everything, or is it like lagging and like destroying your machine? If you have one where it's like completely ruining your machine, try transcoding. If that works, then you can still use the red footage, but you'll still have to have a lot of storage for this stuff, and you need to make backups and all that other stuff. So it'll
0: be terabytes and terabytes.
1: No, depending on the project. You yeah. Know, you yeah. Could, if it was a feature. If it was a feature, it would, you know, get pretty big, but some short films could be manageable on on the bigger cameras but um, you have to plan for that ahead of time Uh, when you're shooting you're going to have to offload the footage onto something and if you don't plan for that you will have backed up cards that you can't offload anywhere so you know consider these things when you pick the camera Um, on the A7S or a JH4 or on the FS5 you can get away with a whole short film on one memory card depending on size of your card and how much you have to shoot and that's gonna be a lot more manageable than shooting on a really big camera um, yeah so yeah
0: correct me if I'm wrong but we worked on that one short that we shot on the red and that was at like 8k yeah I think it was something stupid and I'm pretty sure that one day of shooting memory wise was bigger than the last two features we did put yeah. together it was a lot yeah So that, I mean, that's a pretty crazy example. We shot for one day on a red camera and it was bigger than 15 days of shooting. Uh, Well, what did we shoot at for these new ones? Like compare the, the red footage to the file footage that we would have had for a new one and for party stores. Just
1: about... For those two days on the red footage, it was probably about the same as the whole feature. For like one whole feature. Hmm. So... It's a lot of space.
0: And then, lastly, um...
1: Should people rent or buy? Nah, it depends. That's...
0: It's a big question, for sure.
1: That's tough. If you... If you shoot constantly and you're pretty dependent on shooting like as a life, like if that's what you do for a living, then you could probably buy a camera. Um, but when you buy a camera, I, I do recommend getting a better camera. <laughs> if you're gonna invest in one anyways, it'll last you a little longer. So what would the bottom end of that be? Like don't go
0: below a what? Um, also keep in mind, we're, sh- we're filming this in March of 2019. So if you listen to this in three years, don't buy what he's about to recommend. (laughs) Uh,
1: I don't know, like cameras go a lot further nowadays than they did before. Like they've started to kind of plateau in in terms of actual quality. Yeah, Um,
0: a lot like new generations of cell phones. It's just incremental steps every generation.
1: Yeah, there's like little tiny, like there might be a camera that's like, we're gonna shoot in 16K. And that's it. why but do you it, need to do that? It'll still look like the other cameras, but it just has so much more resolution. but other than that, I don't honestly see a lot of huge changes aside from like little things like hDR and and like maybe like super super slow motion or anything like that. I don't know. Um, if your camera can shoot raw or can output to an external recorder then I think you're pretty set for the next few years because all that stuff is going to look pretty clean but there are people who still shoot on shitty cameras today and and no one cares because the film's good so
0: yeah alright any parting thoughts on cameras
1: don't think too much about them it's not that important Um, if you were renting cameras you could rent a different camera every film you shoot on and then you get a good taste of what you like. And some filmmakers only shoot on specific cameras. Like David Fincher only exclusively shoots on Red cameras. Christopher Nolan only shoots film. Um, and Roger Deakins really likes to use the Alexa digital camera. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Actually, before we cut, can you talk a little bit about film?
1: The actual shooting on film. Yeah. Um, it requires you know I, i'd say a bit of confidence i mean it, it, yes it costs money and you have to get it processed and all that shit um so if you're going to go in that direction i'm sure you've already made that decision mm. um it's cheaper to shoot digitally i, I think for the most part uh, but if you shoot on film you've got to be confident um or at least have the air of confidence uh I, i'm talking as a as someone who's going to shoot um, as a cinematographer, mm-hmm. or, or even a director, you're going to shoot something with the, with film, you need to know how to read like light levels and have a good eye for what's going on. Understand film stocks, um, and just kind of calculate how much um, film you're going to need for the project you're going to do, and and just kind of get uh, familiar with shooting on film. Even if you if you just do photography. Um, learn how to expose it properly because there's slight differences and you don't get a real-time view of what you're looking at, which is always scary for some people because mm. like, they might be like, oh, I've completely blown my whole fucking film. It's overexposed or it's underexposed. Like, Learn how to do that properly before you shoot on film if you're going to be shooting because you need to do it right. Otherwise, you're going to have to do it all again.
0: Mm-hmm. And no one wants that.
1: No, no. It definitely looks beautiful, but... Um, If you do it right. Yeah, if you do it right, but it's a little scary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So by heavy request, the teep just talked about cameras for a while. And honestly, I know you thought this would be one of the more boring ones, but I had a great time listening to you talk about cameras.
1: (laughs) Well, I thought there were going to be a bunch of questions like, what camera should I get and what's the best camera and I've, I've gotten to that point in my life where I'm like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just pick one.
0: <laughs> They're all good.
1: Yeah, it's like... There's so many options. There's so many things to choose from. So, you you can't really go wrong nowadays. Yeah. Okay,
0: all right. This has been FilmCraft, and it's brought to you by Pippa.io, P-I-P-P-A.io, podcast hosting service, cheap and awesome. Mm -hmm. Cameras.